Welcome to Howden's new podcast, Fortune Favours the Brave. We all take risks in our everyday life and business is no different. In this podcast, we're speaking to the experts about a topical challenge or issue and what business leaders can do to overcome it. Welcome to Fortune Favours the Brave podcast and to episode one of Building Safety Legislation Changes and what these mean for construction professionals in Scotland. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Andrew McConnell from DWF to talk about changes in building safety legislation and how it will affect professionals in the Scottish construction sector. Andrew, thanks very much for coming in today. Do you want to speak a bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure. Thanks, Vivian, first of all, for having me. Vivian's mentioned my name is Andrew McConnell. I'm a director in the Glasgow office at DWF. I specialise now in professional indemnity claims against construction professionals and dealt with various claims against architects and engineers. Great, thank you. Continuing with the theme, and it's a bit of a, an icebreaker of previous mm-hmm. Howden podcasts, we always start by asking our guests a question about risk. So can you tell us a risk that you've taken, big or small, and did it pay off? That's a great question, I have to say. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. <laughs> and funnily enough, the answer is specialising in construction was a huge risk many years ago. I'd only just qualified um, as a solicitor and really just finding my feet. And very early on in my career, we were getting a lot of architects, engineer work up from the London insurance market up to Scotland. And um, my boss, Alison, who I worked with, had come up with this great idea to send me down to London every second week to work with our PI construction team in London. And at the time, I just thought, it's a big ask, it's a big, it's a great opportunity, but a lot to give up, you know, a lot of travel. Was I wanting to specialise construction? You know, was I going to be pigeonholed? All these different questions going through my head, but I went and did it and I'm glad I did um, because it is probably one of the most fascinating sectors to work in, constantly changing, as we'll discuss today. And it's probably helped me in my career at DWF. So I'm very grateful that I took the risk and went down to London. Great. And no two days are the same, are they? So, Very yeah. true. <laughs> OK, so um, now on to our actual conversation about the Building Safety Act Yep. 2022 and what it means for Scotland. Obviously the Act became an Act of Parliament on the 28th of April and bringing in what is widely viewed as the most significant change to building safety than ever seen before in the UK. There's been a lot of talk around it. I've even heard it described as a dog's dinner. <laughs> um, but There's no getting away from it being landmark legislation and it would be great to hear your views on it. And obviously parts of the Act came into force yesterday. I appreciate it's a complex topic and likely warrants a series of podcasts all on its own. Mm-hmm. And I understand that not every provision of the Act will apply in Scotland, but would you mind covering the main changes it intends to bring about? Sure, happy to. Well, as you've noted, um, I've not heard it being referred to as a dog's dinner, but I can see where they're, I can see where they're coming at. It's a very complex piece of legislation. And when I was looking at it, my reaction to it was this has been a bit of a near-jerk reaction um, in relation to response to political pressure, as we all know from the tragic events um, at Grenfell Tower. Subsequent to that, you may be aware that um, Dame Judith Hackett prepared a report on building regulations and fire safety. And really, this is the production of that report and the response um, that was obviously very much needed to the tragic events at Grenfell. Essentially, my reading of the Act, Vivian, um, it implements a lot more stricter regulations upon professionals in the construction sector and effectively will more closely monitor and assess their competence. 
upon reading it, I believe it really introduces a lot more new duties of care for architects and engineers. The whole purpose of the Act is designed to make provision about the safety of people in and about buildings and the standard of buildings themselves. As you've noted at the start there, Vivian, and the majority of the Act only relates to England and Wales, but the Part 5 of the Act, which I'll focus on today, does apply in Scotland. So for me, the significant change from the Scottish perspective is now liability for construction products. So effectively, the Act brings around um, and imposes liability to pay damages for personal injury, damage to property or economic loss, where a number of conditions are satisfied. And these conditions are set out in the Act, but I've summarised them um, for today's podcast. So the first condition is a failure to comply with certain statutory requirements for a construction product. Secondly, making a misleading statement in relation to a construction product or thirdly, manufacturing a product which is inherently defective. What I then think from this is that the Act itself is really going to focus on manufacturing of products. So really in the firing line for anything going wrong is essentially the manufacturer. But I actually believe the Act itself will have further implications for construction sector professionals. The wording specifically of the Act allows for a much wider interpretation. In my reading of it, I believe professionals in the construction sector um, who even recommend products may equally be liable for damages as well as the manufacturer. For example, um, an architect in a construction product um, signing off the, the use of certain cladding or insulation that turns out to be defective if they have given some recommendation or specification of that product then we may find that they are also in the firing line. The other point that comes across from this as well is down um, south of the border here, we have what is known as the Defective Premises Act 1972. Now, this is an act which is only relevant and only applies in England and Wales. And the term which we see time and time again in the Building Safety Act in relation to the construction product liability is the term unfit for habitation. Now, that term actually comes directly from the Defective Premises Act, but it will be something of new to those of us under Scots law. So what th that takes it further as well, Vivian, in relation to um, liability being imposed as a, as a result of this new act. And certainly today, we don't want to be doom and gloom, but we want to be alert and we want to be aware for your clients to consider what implications this act will have for them. And one of the most, most important things is that usually we deal with cases and I deal with cases where there's a clear contractual link between the construction professional and the client. But as we'll come on to talk about, there are now extended periods in which to bring claims for defective construction products. And basically any person that has a right or interest in the building, such as the owners, can bring an action under the act against manufacturers of these products, but also to the architect or engineer that was specifically involved in the construction from day one. So again, we obviously have the law of delict in Scotland, um, which deals with issues where there is no contractual chain. Um, and if you owe a duty of care to that person, and that is foreseeable, that your actions could cause harm or loss to that person, they have a right under the law of delict in Scotland to bring an action. And as I said at the introduction there, this act extends that even further. Um, and I think that's clear from just what we've touched upon already. 
Just to sum up on the Building Safety Act, Vivian, um, I know in our next episode we're going to be talking about the changes to prescription in Scotland and there are two very significant changes which have been brought around um, in relation to prescription by the Building Safety Act. As we've discussed there, the main amendments and the main implications for Scotland is the liability now for defective construction products. So the Building Safety Act um, seeks to extend the time period now in which to bring a claim as per the Prescription and Limitations Scotland Act 1973. So now, for any defective construction product in a project, the claimant now has 15 years in which they can bring a claim and bring a court action. That is then extended to 30 years when the product relates to cladding. And that overrides anything that they've signed up to contractually, you know, normally the 12 years post-completion agreement. That's correct. Um, Primary legislation will take precedent over any terms of the contract. And it's a good point you bring up, Vivian. And I think, as you know, we could have many podcasts on this topic. Um, It will be for um, those that you work with thinking about their contractual terms going forward. And that will be remain. It remains to be seen, as you know, this particular clause um, of the, the this particular provision, sorry, of the Act only came into force on the 28th of June. So it's very early days and it will remain to be seen how they deal with the contractual perspective. In but I suppose it's, it's fair to say that PI insurers will be keeping a watching brief, you know, as parts of the Act are all brought into force and ultimately there'll be a high level of scrutiny applied yeah. to everyone involved in the supply, specification, installation of these products. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's basically, um, you know, keep your eyes peeled, really, and it is very much a watching brief and to see how things develop. Um, very much importantly for you um, and for those that you work with and your construction professionals, because of the widening obligations which this Act imposes, it is going to have a knock-on effect, no doubt, on professional indemnity insurance. And I completely appreciate, and having worked very closely with architects and engineers, we are dealing with a hard market already. And I do believe that as a result of this Act, we might have to be, I think, insurance terms and policies will have to be carefully considered. Um, But if there is a, a greater chance of risk and a greater chance of liability potentially attaching to construction professionals under this Act, then that will obviously have a knock-on effect on the terms of policies. We hope not to see it. I know it's difficult enough as it is, but we may also see an increase in premiums as a result of that. But I know that's probably more of a a subject (laughs) which you'll know much more about than I do. (laughs) Yeah, we don't like to call it a hard market all the time. Challenging is the word that I prefer. Challenging, yes. Yeah. So yes, certainly um, I agree that um, it's very much watch this space. Um, it's very early days, but there are very significant changes. Um, and as I say, from my reading of it, it's effectively introducing many new duties of care being imposed on, on architects and engineers. If I may, Vivian, there are also two other changes um, in relation to Scotland, um, in relation to the Building Safety Act. It's also created a new homes ombudsman scheme. So the Act has created a scheme for owners of newly built homes to bring claims against the developers within two years of purchase. 
So effectively, an owner will be able to complain directly to the ombudsman and its members um, within two years. One thing that's came up quite clear from researching this topic as well is that the, the term developer is used quite a lot throughout the Act, but it's not explicitly clear exactly who falls under that term. I think from my reading, it will be given a very wide interpretation um, for developers. So again, an umbrella effect, including professionals such as builders, engineers and architects. But the new homes ombudsman scheme is, is one that obviously we'll need to keep our eye on as well. Separately as well, there are changes going to be made um, in relation to the competence and the regulation of architects as well. Um, I think um, members of the ARB will probably see, as a result of the Act, um, more stringent requirements in relation to their competency, training and, you know, the kind of all the things they need to do to make sure that they're acting to the best of their abilities. Um, So again, they're they're not as major changes in terms of the construction product liability side of things, but these are also changes that architects in particular will want to keep an eye on. Was that an amendment to the Architects Act 1997? That's correct, yep. Thank you, Andrew. I think we'll leave it there for this episode. In the next episode, we will consider how the Building Safety Act amends the law of prescription in Scotland and extends limitation periods for liability. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fortune Favours the Brave from Howden. To hear more episodes and subscribe to our channel, search Fortune Favours the Brave on your favourite podcast app.